Welcome to episode 123 of the Ninja Mountain Podcast, the podcast for artists and by artists. Ninja Mountain is a loose collective of fantasy sci-fi artists who like to talk about the art and business of freelance illustration. Ninja Mountain is a proud member of the Visual Artist Podcast Network. On the panel this week, we have special guest Stephen J. Holodinsky. Um, hello, how's it going? And uh, Stephen, maybe you want to just, this will be your chance to give that first uh, shout out to um, AetherCon's website so people can perhaps surf it while they listen to the show. That's a good idea. Um, we're putting on an online tabletop role playing game convention called AetherCon. Um, you can find it here www.aetherecon, as in Nancy, dot com, as in. Mildred, um, <laughs> you can tell I'm my military. Eh? Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, thanks. And uh, also on the panel, we have uh, so folks can uh, pull up that URL while they listen to the show and uh, follow get a, get a sense of the uh, of the program. We also have our uh, was it the IT, our IT man William Hammerand or Will Hammerand? That's right. And Will, Wait, do you, you have a? Hmm? Are they brothers? Like they have the same last name? Are they brothers? Who is this? <laughs> I'm afraid. Wait, not. Have, I, have I got have I got have I got Steve's last name wrong again? Uh, uh, completely. Are your times coming? <laughs> so far, just, just wait. They have some similar letters. Yeah, we were right. separated at birth. You just that Sorry. that that rabbit hole looks so inviting, doesn't it, Sokar? <laughs> you guys are so mean. There's a little bit of hearthlight coming from the uh, from the entrance. Well, do you have a website you'd like to pimp at this point, or uh, no? I don't have a website. Uh, your own personal one? No. Okay. No, I haven't. Right on, Jeremy. I haven't got my own website. Yeah. And th- those were the dulcet tones of Eric Lofgren. Hello. Oh, www.ericloftgren.net. <laughs> Too busy policing everybody else. It's here. like hello, <laughs> hi, crickets, <laughs> crickets. Is that Eric that was just policing me. Bite me, Eric. I mean, Drew Baker at uh, <laughs> <laughs> WWE. <laughs> we also have the, the lovely and talented Sokar Miles. Gorblimey.com? Or? Oh, is that me? That, yes, your, <laughs> your name is Sokar. That is I'm you. Sorry, I tuned out when you said lovely and talented. So oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. And Chris Malador, artist and illustrator. Thank you. I'm at artisticways.com. And uh, my name is Jeremy McHugh, and I can be found at McHughStudios.com. And we come here together today to just talk a bit about the uh, the online community that is building around AetherCon. Was that correct? AetherCon or EtherCon? AetherCon. AetherCon. Yes. Which will be an online gaming convention going from November 15th to the 17th of this year of our Lord 2013. So uh, perhaps you'd like to give a a nice, uh, you gave a brief overview, but uh, maybe you want to go into some more detail about uh, what do you feel is, um, what characterizes AetherCon? Um, Basically the reason that we got it, you know, started doing it to begin with. Uh, was to uh, reach out um, to all gamers and try and bring them together at least for three days <laughs> into one community, into one group of folks, uh, much like uh, you would, you, they used, you know, uh, P3 
people used to do in the dark ages in a, a you know in, in a moot where they all the people from different villages all came together and for one you know for uh, one week or whatever it was uh, they traded uh, nobody beat up on anyone else uh, marriages were made and a lot of a lot of uh, uh, political things were done and this is kind of what we want to do just bring people together and uh, get rid of all the you know the the edition wars, uh, the genre wars, the game wars, and community wars. Just put all that aside. Um, there's. Would you like me to go into a bit more detail as far as what they'd find there? Yeah. What are some of the programs you have prepared for that weekend? Sure. Um, the one thing uh, that uh, you know we we have games. Obviously, you know it's it's convention, so we we are going to have you know, a lot of role playing games. Uh, uh, Paisel's dropped a, a bunch of uh, Pathfinder Society on our schedule, which is really great. Um, we also have uh, a good number of uh, live publisher Q&As, as well as 15 themed panels. Um, over and above that, though, we have a, an area we call the Artists' Enclave. And in this, we will be featuring artists uh, all weekend long. Uh, they'll be doing um, three hours a, a day in their booths, which will be run on any meeting. Um, it's free. It's a free and browser-based app, very easy to use. And they will be, you know, working on whatever it is they'd like to work on, kibitzing with folks, maybe, you know, teaching a bit if some people have questions for them, you know, why are you using this color, not that? Why are you doing this, not that? They'll be answering those kinds of questions. Um, in addition to that, however, we are also having speed painting competitions, speed painting duels between some of the artists. Um, we have three of those artists here today in this group. Jeremy, Chris, and Eric were all part of that. Um, we have uh, given them uh, gunslinger-type nicknames, um, Jeremy being... Uh, um, Jeremy Merrimack McHugh, Crooked uh, Chris Malador, and Eric Lefty Lofgren, um, and there are others, but uh, those are the ones that are that are around. They'll be forty minutes long, and uh, we'll be uh, putting those things, the 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 works that they do in those forty minutes, up so people can vote on them. Oh, very cool. Um, now, guys, um, working as no, this is going to be a somewhat different convention experience from say what we are probably used to. At least what I'm used to. I'm I'm a newbie to the uh, to this particular arena. I've only done I've done shows like Gen Con, for instance, and Origins, and some local shows, but I've never done an internet show. What are some of the considerations for say an artist getting involved in that? Some of the more experienced hands might be able to chime in with that. I know Chris has done the show before as well as Eric. Mm hmm. It's what was pretty the fascinating. Again? <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm sure I'm working right now. The floor recognizes Canada. <laughs> Not a good idea. Uh, yeah, the, the, uh, the, the convention is, is, is very uh, cool. You can sit in your underwear and talk to all kinds of people around the world while you're working away in the artist enclave. Who are also sitting in their underwear. Very, very likely. I know I will be. <laughs> um, I'm a Togo man myself. <laughs> it's a great opportunity to uh, uh, do the convention uh, thing uh, on the cheap because you don't have to fly anywhere. You don't have to stay anywhere. You get to showcase your talents. And yeah, I believe there will be opportunities to sell prints if you have them. 
Um, yeah. Chris, what did you think last year? Um, I, I like the fact that, you know, you go to a normal show, you're hauling 50 plus pounds of artwork practically, and then you have to haul it all home and, you know, depending on whatever you don't sell. And then here you are at this online show. You didn't have to pay to get in. You can sell your prints. And what's really great is the digital aspect allows you to stream directly from your desktop. And a lot of us are digital painters. So that mm -hmm. it's nice being able to bring that to life for some people. I guess in some respects, Stephen, this is really like a, for the artists anyway, it's really digitally inclined, isn't it? Uh, can you have provisions for people who, who work traditionally to do this? Or I believe Jeremy is actually uh, a very traditional artist in that he does a lot of work from his easel. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, I, I think, Probably will is probably the best one to answer that particular question, given its well, technical if nature. If you're watching a lot of like artists on YouTube channels, a lot of times what they'll do is they'll set up, uh, you know, like a webcam and watch them draw. And mm -hmm. you know, I like I really like to watch like uh, the time lapse videos, and you know, most of them aren't on computers. You know, most of them, you know, you actually see their hand moving, and you know, they're drawing with, you know, pens and all the other artist stuff. I, I'm not an artist, but I do like watching it, and that's the kind of thing that traditional artists could do. Uh, they could like just have a stream while they draw, or show time lapse, or just talk right. to fans that like their art. Right. Cool. We don't have an online store for Aethercon, but we definitely want to link the online stores that you know artists already have. Right. So a traditional artist, they have online stores, and, you know, we want to get as much traffic to them as we can, right? Now, how are the um, the time slots structured now? Do we have, are we going to pretty much find that uh, slots where artists are overlapping heavily with the other um, activities, or are they kind of scheduled and parsed out so that people who might otherwise have seen an artist during a game slot, you know, for instance, you know? Um, the artists, uh, the slots, they'll be there for, like I said before, of three hours a day. And, um, basically when you, when you have that speed painting duel, that means that those two artists in that particular duel, uh, for instance, if, uh, Chris and Eric were both in the same group were to have a speed painting duel, then, you know, perhaps Chris would go hours one, two, and three, and Eric would go hours, uh, three, four, and five. So they could have that duel in hour three. Okay. I'm um, so, this, you know, it's, uh, then we, you know, people can pop back and forth. They go to see Chris, see what he's doing. Then they go over to Eric and see what he's doing. And, you know, and we're hoping by doing that kind of a thing that we get a bit of a flow between all the different, uh, artists, uh, booze and people, you know, check them all out and, and, and hang out a while because, um, you know, it, it was our experience last year that, uh, you know, uh, the artists were for the most part pretty, pretty, pretty cool folk. Um, Aaron, you know, Eric had a pretty good booth. Uh, Chris was, uh, as I, as I've mentioned a few times before to others, uh, he was our rock star last year. He, he broke attendance records. I we do were actually, can. uh, oh, yay. Sweet. He, we were actually kind of, uh, expecting, you know, like the laser light show or, uh, you know, a screaming guitar solo, although he does play bass, <laughs> not guitar. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> not as good of a solo. <laughs> Will you take requests this time, Chris? <laughs> I might. <laughs> yeah, I could be persuaded. 
<laughs> also, say one of the great things about being online is you can actually be in multiple booths at the same time. So uh, you find an artist you like, you just leave them open, and you can watch him while you look at the other artists. Mm-hmm. Or you can watch four artists at once. Yeah. Or while now, If they're all talking at once, it might get a little confusing, but... Or while you're rolling dice at one at your gaming table. That's exactly. It. And it's not like it's not rude or anything. I mean, they don't know that you're rolling dice, but <laughs> you might want to mute your microphone. What's that sound? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> yeah, Nothing me? Yeah, yeah. Move along, move along. <laughs> now in terms of the, well, that's uh, the kind of the neat thing about it. Oh yeah. It's hey, kind of unstructured in a way. It, 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 in its own little way, you know, you can Sort of do what you want. You can, yeah. That's you know, that is. You want to go check it out. You know, that is exactly it. Um, you take from this what you would like to have. It's like a buffet table. Uh, mm. When you go to a real life convention, you are there and you get everything, whether you would like it or not. You know, and there's some people that say, "Okay, I want to go see uh, the sales folks, so that's where I want to go." I don't necessarily want to go see uh, uh, this kind of a game or that kind of a game or be in this place or that place, whatever it might be. Here, you can pick and choose. You say, "I, you know, it's it's really a la carte." No, in terms of the the gaming aspect, uh, being an online, what is the platform that folks will be able to uh, to game as a community? Um, well, I think uh, that's another tech question. That's all you. Yeah. Um, well, it's pretty easy. Uh, you just need a web browser, one of the modern browsers like Firefox or uh, uh, um, not Opera, uh, Chrome. Firefox and Chrome are, work the best with the virtual tabletops that we're supporting, which is Inferno. It's more of a basic, uh, less featureful virtual tabletop, but it's great for newbies. And uh, Roll20 is a more you know complicated featureful virtual tabletop for the advanced users that want to do that. And uh, they can use either virtual tabletop we're supporting. And also, if people want to use voice chat, they can use Skype or Google Hangouts. Yeah, the reason I bring that up is I remember back in the... Uh, I remember I would hear on the early days of online uh, role-playing, people would try to play by email or... I think it, there was one time I was even doing artwork for a play-by-mail game back in yeah, the Yeah, I've ran uh, PBEMs. I haven't done a play-by-mail, but what I usually do is I play by IRC, and actually my first online role-playing convention I did back in like 1998, and it was completely by IRC. Oh, okay. So, before that, way, it was all BBB. And, hmm? yeah. yeah, yeah. Before that, it was bulletin <laughs> boards, but that was... Uh, I'm not sure if it was fortunate or unfortunate before my time. Yeah. You know, way back in 1998. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a long history of online conventions. But you know, Aethercon is really new, and I'm excited about the new virtual tabletop and you know all the streaming possibilities of role-playing going into the future. So that's why I'm helping out. I'm excited I- to see so much uh, outreach from the, the gaming community. For this event, you mentioned that you had a lot of um, involvement with Paizo, for instance, and other publishers. Yeah, we we uh, tried to do this from day one. We wanted to get everybody involved. Um, uh, we're really fortunate this year. We've got Paizo on board. Um, the Shadowrun guys from CGL, they are there last year. They're here again this year. Um, we've got uh, some of the guys from uh, Enter- um, Eldritch Enterprises. Um, they're... You're talking a lot of uh, D&D old-timers, uh, Tim Kask, Jim Ward, 
Uh, I think Green got... Ronan's going to be there, aren't they? Yeah, um, Chris Promise is in, is in uh, the horror panel, actually. Horror, outside of horror RPGs. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's, uh, I was really good of him to do that. Um, we've also got uh, Ken Height is in that panel as well. Uh, like I said, we have some Paizo guys, Wes Schneider. Um, Adam Dyg is also in there. Um, let's see, Christina Stiles and uh, uh, Owen Casey Stevens and Stan Brown of uh, Super Genius. They're all around. There's there's quite a few, and we're really fortunate to have all these folks that decide they're going to be a part of this. The Hickmans will be there as well. Um, your own John Hodgson's going to be in there. He's going to be in one of the panels. John was part of our initial failed recording <laughs> on this yeah. program. We had, apparently the so internet died briefly. Him. It was all his fault. Yes, clearly, <laughs> clearly. Do we not have John coming today? No, he's out in the wilds today. Out yeah. in the wilds. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Where are these yeah. wilds? I think they're burning a wicker man, something, yeah. something like that. So. Wait. It isn't Guy Fox Day yet. Why are you burning a mask? <laughs> my legs! My legs! It's, it's, a, it's a, a practice run. Is <laughs> November too cold, so they moved Guy Fox Day to October? Yeah. Wicker Man isn't for Guy Fox Day. It's no. Just, it's a Wicker Man. <laughs> just so you know. Why, why is he yeah. made of Wicker? What, so what does Wicker Man? It's a pagan uh, ritual. Oh, okay. Um, In which they I burn know, Nicolas I Cage. I only knew about the one ritual, the yeah. one celebration where somebody gets burned in effigy. It's, 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 a, it's a ritual that basically they burn Nicolas Cage once a year. That's right. <laughs> oh, well, they should do that every day. Yeah. yeah. You wonder how he's got that. You wonder why he's got that, like, that pody face all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, he's required to deliver his lines poorly in that scene you know, upon his death, by the way, just so you know. It's it's all oh, part of the okay. ritual. Yeah, it's in I the contract. I understand completely now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, um, so this is very much a, a community builder, and I would say, what now? Do you find that the the community generates throughout the year, or is it one that just kind of it kind of blips on the map? How much yearly year long involvement do you find? What's what goes into preparing for AetherCon? We might take a couple of weeks off afterwards just to you know recharge our batteries. But then it's it's uh, it's right back it's right back at it. Um, one of the things that uh, we we do uh, pride ourselves on is, you know, right after the convention, we will send out you know a questionnaire to everyone who was involved, you know, the artists, uh, the gamers, the GMs, um, the vendors, um, fest hall guests, and we'll ask them, hey, you know, what did you like about it? Uh, what did you think could be improved, and do you have any ideas on how you we how you think we should improve it? Um, because uh, you know I've mentioned this again before. Um, there's no such thing as a perfect convention. Um, the, you can always always improve, and that's what we strive to do year on year is just make the make the make the next one better than the last one. And um, I think that's the best way to go about doing something like that is to ask the folks that were there. And so that's what we do. Did you find now? How did you find um, the initial uh, reception to this show when it first launched? This how, this show has been going on for now. This will be its second or third year. The second. Second year. How do you? How was it received in its first year? Is it, did you find there's a lot of growth going on here. Uh, well, like I, you know, every year is a growing experience. Every year is a learning experience, and um, 
there were definitely, you know, there, we definitely put our, our, our feet places and we put our feet right in a few more. Um, so, you know, that's, that's a thing. I was, a, I, I would say that there were, there were, there were things that were good about last year and there are things that we needed to improve. And, uh, we have taken steps to improve those. Uh, one of those things is the fact that we brought in any meeting, uh, as, as an app, we tried to do a lot of things with, uh, with uh, Rule 20, uh, things that it was not designed for. And uh, we, have, uh, we have found that uh, those uh, folks that uh, had to get involved in that aspect of it, using Rule 20 for those things, they said, you know, this was not a, this was not a good solution here. So we went out and we found, uh, we found AnyMeeting, which is like is a free and browser-based conferencing software, and we feel that that's going to be a much better solution because it gives uh, the host much more control over his environment. And uh, that's something that they did not have last year. Oh, sure. And now you being the internet and um, what kind of how, – how do you anticipate, say, moderating behavior? Cer- certainly people are going to be – hopefully you hope people be on their best behavior. But let's face it. It's the internet. Then um, <laughs> some folks, you know, they they like to open up the monsters manual and play their favorite critter, uh, yeah. m- namely the troll. Um, I had a few of those last year. Yeah. <laughs> How do you anticipate dealing or not dealing with that aspect of the internet when anonymity being what it is? Well, um, like I said, uh, any meeting provides a lot more control over your environment, uh, which means that. Uh, the people who are the hosts can can make sure that those types of things are not things that take over, you know, a panel or a Q&A or an artist booth. Uh, they can simply mute that person. We'll be using any meeting again uh, for uh, uh, all of the, you know, the ox and mule, our, 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 uh, our public uh, watering hole, if you will. Okay, and again, we'll, we will have uh, we'll have uh, moderators in there uh, watching things. Like you say, it's it's and you know it's not everybody. It's usually not most of them. It's you know it's just a really really small percentage that you know and and unfortunately it's 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 just uh, it's a it's a sign of the times. You know, so you have to deal with that kind of thing. Hopefully, we'll be very light handed in doing that. And it will not take away from uh, the experience of everybody else. Yeah, it's been my experience. Most gamers are pretty, uh, they're pretty, you know, fine folk. No worry to worry, nothing to worry about there. But I was curious to know more about you. You were mentioning how you, um, you're one of the goals and focuses of this new community is to more or less try to um, downplay the um, the divisions that seem to lie within the gaming hobby. Um, for a certain amount of elitism, for instance, oh, you played that version of this game? No, 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 no. no that sort of well, thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, pardon me. But um, maybe you can give some examples. I, I, I myself am a little bit. Um, I'm, not, I'm kind of separate from that. I don't. Um, I've never really followed that. So, mm-hmm. just, uh, just for maybe for entertainment's sake, what would be one of the more colorful types of uh, <laughs> exchanges that you've witnessed? Uh, I don't know that I can really. Um, <laughs> well, I'll some say of the this. Stuff I'm witnessed. a tackle kind of guy. Yeah. You're uh, what? I mean, Remember two hit armor class zero? Just give me more of that. Give you more thacko? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, different versions of Dungeons and Dragons. That's usually a real big one. Um, you also have uh, things like um, D&D versus Pathfinder. That's another one. You know, but there, there's just so many. Um, and it's unfortunate because, uh, you know, if you look at where the, uh, where the entertainment dollar is so far as how much money out of that dollar gets spent on RPGs, well, down there and uh if you're trying to bring new people into the game and they walk into your chat room and all they see is this kind of crap let's face it that's what it is they're just going to walk out uh, i mean like they know they can get that kind of thing anywhere they don't need to they don't need to to be in a chat room to hear people denigrate each other so we need to work together you know, if we want to maintain the level of the industry where it's at, and yeah, I think your your audio dropped a little bit, but I, I understand your. Uh, the, it's interesting how, and it's exciting to see a community that's trying to um, um, generate that type of um, community, that kind of friend, <laughs> you know, friendliness. Um, so let's see. Call ended with Stephen J. You still? You asked? You guys still here? Yes, I'm here. I'm still here. It looks like he's having some trouble. Ah, uh, okay. Well, we'll get, I'll yeah, get him back in a moment. We but, all love role playing. I mean, I haven't talked to anybody that works with Aethercon that you know would want only their game to be played. Like we just want everyone to have fun. Oh, yeah, sure. sure. Like, yeah, a harmless little event that uh, everybody can just drop their differences at the door and go enjoy yeah, I mean, that. We got all kinds of games. Uh, I don't think we've put anyone out because they wanted to run a game that you know that might be controversial. Um, I don't. I, I mean, it's fairly kid friendly, isn't it, Will? Um, you know, we I think we have an age limit because oh, you do. We okay. just we just can't sit in every single game and make sure that what the people are doing in there. Right. Oh, okay. oh yeah. Yeah. And there's certain kind of role playing that we, we really would, wouldn't be kid friendly, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> but it can be. I mean, that's the beauty. Oh, it can be. It absolutely can be. Yeah. Uh, we believe like there there is not a game out there that cannot fit under the Aethercon umbrella. Basically, you know, we welcome yeah. it all. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Um, there is something I should mention now that uh, I. I didn't mention before, and that is uh, the uh, wallpapers. Um, there's another feature of the Artist Enclave is that uh, all of the artists that are in it uh, are donating uh, a free downloadable uh, wallpaper of original art picked from a list of descriptors supplied by us. Um, Chris Malador has actually done two this year, which is just utterly amazing. Um, they're both Show quite off. good. Show <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah. I feel like crap now. They were yeah. so fun. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Yes, he has uh, one of his wallpapers uh, is a is a is a, a half elf killing people with bugs, <laughs> spewing pestilence from her mouth, which is just huh? that oh, is that, so yeah. Chris. How could I say no? Boy, you really need to make up a description for Chris next time, Stephen, that has penguins in it. 
<laughs> I prefer that. I'm in. You know when I get when I get briefs like that, my I I don't even want to answer my my wife's favorite question. So what did you do today? I can't I can't go into any kind of detail on. I love that question. Well, let me describe it to you, honey. Or better yet, come and take a look at my notebook. You're not sleeping tonight. Yeah. <laughs> my, uh, yeah, all my local kid. friends, they ask me how am I, you know, what, what did you get up to today at work? And I just like, uh, you know, never mind. It's <laughs> not a big deal. <laughs> my uh, roommate's kid likes to walk in and look at my drawing table occasionally just to see what I'm up to. And she always looks at me like, God, you're weird. And just kind of wanders <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, nice to hear that every day when you. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. When I was I working a part-time job, I used to sketch while, you know, in between, uh, betwixt duties. And uh, the people would walk up and see what I'm doing and say, McHugh, you seemed so normal. <laughs> <laughs> Will we be hearing your name in the news one day soon? Possibly. <laughs> maybe. Chris uh, uh, Stephen, I'm just curious. Are you, are, can artists still sign up for this now or for this year? Um, not this year. We The cutoff date for artists signing up to be a part of uh, – the uh, artist enclave is August 31st of each year um, because we have to schedule them into the the rotation for wallpaper releases. Um, right. You know, Eric, for example, he was quite early. Um, what was yours? In, was in uh, April, I believe. Mine? Yeah. Yeah, that rush job you put on me yeah. said, dude, you got to get that out there in three days. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. <laughs> go, no, go. That one? Yeah. <laughs> Stephen had to really test his patience with me. I think I've, everything that was going on in my life just forced that project to go out and out and out. <laughs> He's a um, good taskmaster. <laughs> but uh, for all that, um, Jeremy, his wallpaper uh, did uh, did the best. Which is uh, really it, broke, cool. it broke all of our uh, records for hits on Facebook. It was almost 1,100. I doubt it. Oh, wow. And, uh, it's a pretty solid because piece. of that, because of that, uh, uh, this is the first anyone's heard of this except for our layout guy. Uh, Jeremy has given us permission to use uh, p- part of that wallpaper for the cover of our convention program PDF, which we're really happy to have as part of that. Hey, cool. Will I get a copy? Uh, it's a PDF. Anyone can get it. <laughs> it's 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 free to download. It features uh, a lot of uh, interviews with uh, uh, vendors who are uh, either previewing or debuting uh, products at AetherCon. Can I get my copy of the PDF signed by Jeremy? Well, you'd have to ask Jeremy. <laughs> Never mind. Um, Just a stupid question. <laughs> <laughs> Anything can happen. <laughs> Anything can happen either century after all. You'd probably have to get your people to talk to his people. Yeah, okay. (laughs) My lawyers will do lunch with your lawyers. They'll talk business. Yeah. Make him an offer you can't refuse. Uh, What else did we talk about last week that we have to talk about again this week? Have we covered everything? Uh, Birmingham? Oh yeah, well, we managed oh, to we managed to confuse several uh, English cities <laughs> in the th- of course that conversation that can remain <laughs> that can remain lost to antiquity. 
Oh, <laughs> uh, somehow the conversation got over to the full Monty. I forget exactly under what circumstances. Oh, I like that movie. It may be that all the artists agreed to put on a strip show, but I, I won't, uh, Wait, I won't really? confirm or deny that. Oh, okay. I admit I nothing. We haven't, we haven't, we haven't gotten that far in in in, in AetherCon that we're going to be featuring the the speed stripping duels. Yeah, that would probably <laughs> require a paid subscription, I think, to make that really <laughs> to make that work. Yeah, I guess that credit right. card age validation page done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to see everybody's paintbrush. Um, but, uh, sorry for sexually harassing you guys. That's okay. That's okay, so far. <laughs> We're all, you know, we're all very secure in our, our masculinity. <laughs> but um, so, anywho, now what have we not covered so far? Art show, events, gaming, community. This you and more. You were talking about Stephen. You were talking about uh, you have that uh, sort of a sharing program with other organizations and things. Uh, do you remember what I'm oh, talking about? Uh, do you mean uh, the uh, cross promotion initiatives? Yeah, maybe you should go into that because that's pretty neat. That's that's cool. Um, we have, uh, like, uh, as mentioned, we are trying to be as inclusive as possible. So we've reached out to uh, uh, different uh, game related organizations. We have uh, six different cross promotion initiatives. Um, they're being run by uh, Barry Lewis. Uh, Who's unfortunately not with us today? He's a a real good guy, and he's done a great job with them since since he's been on board. Um, there are six. Uh, one is called the Bell and Scroll, which is about uh, RPG blogs. Uh, we have the RPG Community Alliance, which is for chat and forum based RPG communities. We have the Concentric Circle, which is for other conventions. Uh, we have the Talking Drums, which is for um, sites like this one, uh, multimedia, are you know RPG related. In this case, um, there are many of you folks that are that are a part of our artist enclave. So that is kind of uh, you know that kind of fits you within within this grid. There's also um, Tree of Tribes, which is for social media gamers, and oh gee, which oh and the Merchants Guild, which is for game stores. That's the other one. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're, you know, we're happy to work with anyone. I mean, we feel that uh, that's uh, part and parcel of what we do. We would like to reach out and, and build. You want to yeah, mention I, the prices I, too? Sorry? You want to mention the prize hall too? Oh, yes. We also have the prize hall. Well, well why don't you mention it? I've been talking for a while. You talk well, about the prize it. hall is a thing that we're trying to do to support our publishers and our other vendors, basically what is is that they have given us prizes to, you know, help, that we can then give to uh, other people that sign up for to run games or to play games or even just to attend. And we set up a hall there that people that you know, want to, they, they can sign up there and receive information from our vendors, let them know that they appreciate the games that they got and you know, just try and keep the the love going both ways. Yeah. Um, one of the big prize packets is for said convention program. Um, it is free to download, and 
uh, when you download it, uh, you know, we'll be getting an email address, and then we will be drawing randomly on Sunday. And one of those email addresses will be picked, and whoever it is gets a, a prize bundle that uh, features quite a few really great things. Uh, I think probably the really big one is going to be a hard copy version of Alyssa Fadden's Torn Armor, oh, which features... Nice. Like, I mean, she, it's, it's not PDF, it's hard copy. She's going to pick up the mailing and it features 36 different miniatures designed by, oh, geez. I, <laughs> <laughs> well, I did uh, some I'm just of gonna, them. I'm just going to make sure I get this name right because I've got it wrong before. Um, Jason Weib, there we go, uh, who has, uh, he works for Reaper Miniatures. Uh, he has his own line of Cargo Cult. Uh, he's pretty much, if you listed uh, all the miniature companies out there, it will probably be easier to easier for you to list the ones he has not done stuff for than the ones he has. He's well, been I, everywhere. I was kidding when I said it. I, I did a bunch of designs for that. It's a, it's a beautiful game, and I, got, I was really blessed to be able to work on it for a while. Oh, great. Yeah. I, I did some of the, uh, the, the artwork on which many of the miniatures were based on. Oh, well, that's uh, really cool. Yeah, I, some of them I, I are did not know that. Yeah. So no, there's it's, another it's... reason to download it. Okay? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, not only do you get the cover shot of Jeremy, you, 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 you get some, uh, you get miniatures based on des- miniatures by Jason Y based on designs by Eric Lofgren. Yeah. See, there you now, go. I didn't do. I don't think I did all of the designs, but I, I did quite a few, and it was a really fun job because some of the little characters were just a hoot to do. Which were discussed over a cup of coffee shared with Chris Maladori while standing on a street. <laughs> but yeah, that's really good. I did not know that. Yeah. No, it just looks like a, you know, and Jeff Lobenstein did the uh, yes. box art for it. Beautiful. You he's know, a, a, he's a good actually, artist. Most of, the, most of the characters that you see on that box art are ones that I, that, you know, he's basing them on my designs. Oh, really? That's really mm. cool. That's very exciting. Yeah, I, I had no idea, but now I do. Yeah, I got a whole bunch on my, on my Facebook page if people want to go have a look and see what they're getting involved in. But yeah, it's, that, that's a nice prize. That's really yeah. cool. And like I say, she's, uh, she's paying the postage. It's like the box, right? So that's the awesome. really, really cool thing about it. Yeah. Um, it's funny when you said a, a cover shot of Jeremy for the program. <laughs> I had a vision. There's black and white glossy of Jeremy giving you the smolder. Hey. Bathercon calendar. That's how we Blue roll. Steel. <laughs> oh, I love um, that movie. <laughs> this is a school for ants. <laughs> Well, this anyway. is going to be an exciting time, and I, you know, it's, we can move on to another topic if you guys want to hang out for a little bit. And this was, I mean, I'm not sure what more we can say about what's going to be a really awesome event in November 15th through the 17th. Um, we can talk well, I was about. Gonna, I think uh, Stephen and I kind of talked about the uh, the um, what did you call that again, Stephen? Where you align yourself with other organizations? Sorry, I'm drawing. I'm sort of working and listening at the same time. And uh, I think uh, the idea was, initiatives. Yeah, I think the idea was to try and get Ninja Mountain involved at some point. Um, Ninja Mountain is actually a member of the Talking Drums at this time. 
Oh, we are. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah. Yes. Okay, there you go. You are there. You're in fact you're right, currently Eric in the midst of it. All right. <laughs> yep. I'm constantly in the loop on everything. So. <laughs> I didn't know I was here. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody tells me anything. Yeah. Hey, one no. thing. Oh, go ahead. That I, uh, one thing I'd really like to point out is, you know, when we first did this recording, which, as we know, is lost, um, we pressed one really important thing that we haven't pushed as hard for this recording, which is this show is free. Ah, um, yes. mm-hmm. There's, you know, at most conventions that we go to, they get very expensive uh, just to go wander around. That's before shopping and uh, chatting with artists before they, you know, hawk all their wares on you. But, um, you know, here you can attend this for free, talk to a large grouping of artists, watch how they work, ask them questions and all this. And you don't have to pay anything for it, which is a really big deciding factor right now. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, you're going to have access to artists and publishers, game designers, writers. There we I believe there are about 20 live publisher Q&As. Don't quote me on that, but it's about that number. There are 15 themed panels. Um, I've mentioned some of the names involved in those. Um, and like I say, there's the Artist Enclave as well. But there is, as Chris mentioned, there is no badge fee to get in the door. Uh, none of these things, not even the games, cost any money to play. Uh, we wanted to uh, remove as many barriers to participation as possible. And two of the big barriers that we found that uh, reduced participation in the past were the monetary one and the technological one. Uh, This is why every piece of software that we are using at AetherCon, with the exception of Skype, is free and browser-based. Now, Skype is free. It's just not browser-based. You have to download it. But it's fairly ubiquitous in today's society. Um, And again, everything is free, so we've removed the monetary barrier. Yeah, we we want um, to bring in as many people as possible, and we more than welcome people who have um, never gamed before or never gamed online before. We want we want to see those folks uh, take part in this. Yeah, well, the beauty thing about the uh, artists participating in the enclave too is our we have our only entrance fee is to do the wallpaper, yeah. which is not really a big deal. It's you know a lot of fun, and it really does help promote the whole event. You know, we've had some incredibly great wallpapers uh, oh, yeah. so far. Um, I mean, like, uh, I mean, uh, Jeremy's was the one that uh, got the most hits, but he was, that is by no means the only really great wallpaper out there. Ton, I mean, a lot of them are really, really good. Oh, well, that one quality. is particularly nice, I have to say. <laughs> yeah, <pretty laughs> well, thanks, guys. Um, well, you know, I saw what was going on in the other wallpapers. I realized this was not something you can just phone in, <laughs> you know, if you want to. You know, I didn't want to stand out as the guy that, oh, look, he, at least it looks like he spent at least an hour on that one. <laughs> well done. <laughs> you know. But... Uh, um, <laughs> Patrick Patrick McAvoy, who couldn't be with us here today, his is the next wallpaper up. And, oh, right on. Uh, yeah, he's his is coming out, if I'm not mistaken, October 25th. Cool. Uh, so, and, Stay tuned. Uh, yeah, uh, it's uh, quite good because last year he was the only one who did a Western-themed wallpaper, which I really, really liked. I thought it was really well done. This time he is doing a cyberpunk-themed wallpaper. Which is which is uh, kind of weird because most 
you know, most uh, artists tend to, they do fantasy wallpapers, and he's kind of got painted outside the box on both ears. Mm. You know what I mean? Mine was uh, a little cyberpunk I think. Yeah, I, but la- last year you did a fantasy, and this year you did but a cyberpunk, long, right? Yeah. And which is which was great. But, I mean, like, both years he has not done a fantasy, which is, that's what I mean. That's, that's what I mean by painting outside the box on both years. We yeah, have all you know, I would love to do one next year so I can do a horror one. Yay. Horror. Yes. We actually have one for Cthulhu this year. So yeah, more we, horror we, makes me happy. We, we yeah. did the Brit- Cthulhu one, and why didn't I do it? Britt Martin. Britt Martin nice. did it. Um, uh, he's another really good artist uh, that we're you know, fortunate to have on board. I guess I didn't see that description. Especially it's, with Halloween coming up, I'm just planning my Halloween night playing game. So much horror. Oh yeah, that's Shadow something. I, that's something we should also mention in the schedule: Spooky Saturday. Oh, oh. Is there something? Oh, neat. Uh, there are three game slots on Saturday, um, all Eastern Standard Time. These times: 11 a.m. to 4 p.m., 5 p.m. to 10 p.m., and then 11 p.m. to 4 a.m. And that last time Ooh. slot, 11 p.m. to 4 a.m., is Spooky Saturday. Okay. And there's a whole crapload of, of uh, you know, horror and undead games in there. And actually, uh, Chris Malador is going to be uh, hosting the uh, live publisher Q&A with The Unhallowed, which is the new horror setting for Pathfinder that's coming out. Cool. Which is going to be kind of neat because, wow. I mean, horror, horror is what Chris does. <laughs> Just a wee bit. This week. And penguins. Yes. yes. Horrible somehow penguins. Like horrific horrible penguins. Horrible <laughs> penguins, like uh, zombins. Penguins. Zomguins. <laughs> Zomguins. Oh, it'll happen. You were trying too hard, Eric, to mash these two <laughs> words together. Did you call me Eric? <laughs> Sorry. Well, I can't t- so Sorry. Car, I can't tell you and Eric apart. Yeah, you sound you so much know, alike. You two are practically <laughs> twins in terms of your voice, so. Oh, I thought I was the same as Jeremy. Well, him too. <laughs> really, the show could just be hosted and, you know, by any one of us, and no one could really tell the difference. Multiple personalities, and it'd be fine. Nobody would know the difference. Do I really sound like a man? <laughs> Well, not like the manliest sort of man, but you know, a bit mannish. Really? No. Because I was thinking maybe, maybe I could, like, if I put on men's clothes and drew on a mustache, I could maybe get away with it. Like, I could. Uh, I don't know. No, where no one, no one's, no one imagines that after this you're gonna go to the bathroom and shave your knuckles. Okay, <laughs> it's so okay, so car, you're fine. So if I, if I would not be a very convincing transvestite. No, no I'm not like likely. If I, if I went on Grinder and I was like, I'm you'd be as convincing men, a dude. A man. You would be as convincing a dude <laughs> as that girl in just one of the guys that popular '80s cult film. I gotta say, you're a cosplayer. Yeah, look at me, I'm so manly. Uh, no. <laughs> I don't know. If, if I was hey, that's, man, I you know, that would be a really manly one. Stephen, that's something like... you might want to think about next year is trying to incorporate cosplay, cosplay into this. How would you do Somewhere. that online? Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, I, I, I mean, it's an idea. Photos? But, um, like photo contests? A lot of I mean, my friends have cosplay, like articles, like videos about how they make their cosplay stuff and 
I'm, I'm pretty excited to see when they post. There's like a baby gull standing there looking in at me in the window right now. Is it judging you? I think so. <laughs> Quietly. It's, look, it's looking at me with its big dark eyes. And it's yeah. making that little noise that gulls make when they're kind of it's, worried it's clucking about something. in disgust. Yes. Yeah, it, is. it also it. does not believe you're a giant. Not at all. Compared to it, I am. It is, it is a really large first year gull. So let me guess. I'm going to be editing a lot this episode, huh? Oh, sorry. Yeah, you might want to edit the gull out as well. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just got a little sidetracked there. We got to get that gull know. to sign a release form. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's over 16 years old. You know, the one thing I, I guess I can look forward to, one of the things I can look forward to in this type of event, maybe, is that I'm not going to have a um, somebody walk up to my booth and say, hey, have you ever worked on magic? To which I'll have to say, <laughs> no. And then they just turn around without another word and walk away. Aren't those yeah. fun? Those are, the, those are my favorite. Those people bring me screeching right back down to earth. What the? Nobody heck? asked about Legends? Well, like they're only interested in just the one game. It's Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they're looking for a specific artist, you know, like they're obsessed with um, uh, whoever, like Ralph Horsley. We need to start, to start a support group on Facebook for artists that haven't worked on magic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Probably not a bad. One thing I think, well, being uh, having that facade up is that uh, between that distance between me and a and somebody interesting looking at my work is that I don't scare them off with my hungry eyes. Please buy my stuff, please. Please buy. <laughs> didn't we didn't we talk about you actually having a sock puppet or something? Uh, yeah. I, your, I was thinking the next time I do Gen Con for instance, I would just hide underneath my booth table and I'd have a little sock yeah. so and when I see feet in front of my booth, I'll just have a little sock puppet with my business card. <laughs> You don't have to do that at AetherCon. You don't have to hide. Exactly. You should do that. Sock puppets are awesome. Sock puppets rock. I get the feeling but, that the first copy of this recording that got that got killed is gonna be gonna be like something like the Dead Sea Scrolls. It's like oh, all these things were yeah. said on the first copy that are not on here. The lost Didn't episode. You just do it live. If you have a sock pocket at, at Gen Con next year, I will buy your stuff. You, you really, man? Well, I'm gonna, see, I'm going to accepted. There you go. I'm going to have like a, um, everything out my booth is going to be like a thousand dollars. There you go, <laughs> pony up, man. And, and, and every and every artist on Artist Alley is going to be have a sock puppet. Sock puppet. Oh my gosh! There'll just be this sock puppet facing you, man, with a disembodied voice saying, "Time to put up, man." <laughs> oh man! I put my foot in my mouth, I? <laughs> and then I'll do the Kermit frown. <laughs> but you don't know my face. I don't know your face. I'm looking at your face right now. You got it. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I know what you look like. Oh no! Actually, that's not his real face. His real face is the face of Chicken Man, the ta- the, the taunting. Man? Yes, the taunt the taunting oh. Chicken Man from dude, Savage am, Worlds. Dude, I am currently looking at Johnny Depp's stunt double right here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm safe. You know, guys. I kind of look like Johnny Depp. If you just picture him as a woman, I totally look like Johnny Depp. You know, if you you thought of Johnny Depp as a cow, I totally look like Johnny Depp. (laughs) (laughs) So now you're saying that you look like a cow? 
No, only if you're no, like thinking Johnny of Johnny Depp as a cow. If, if he looked like a cow. Yeah, I mean, if you're <laughs> so thinking of Brad Pitt like a cow, I'd look like nothing cow. like a cow. So Johnny oh, Depp had spots. Even you're dapper. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, the stupid bird. <laughs> I'm trying to take its photo, and it's just making noises at Some, me. Somebody's eating chips. They are? Somebody? Oh, is that, that you so far? Is that your camera click going crunch? Oh, crunch. yeah. Sorry. Can you guys hear that? I'm sorry. I was just Apparently trying to get pictures can. of this gull. I've this is, it's it. not like you're trying to record your part of the show from a sleeping bag. Oh, I'm not in a sleeping bag. I'm... No. She's just basically <laughs> swinging her, her desk cam around on the court above her head right now. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> this is so car coming to you from someone is no. <laughs> somebody's car trunk. <laughs> no, I know. I was this, this stupid gull was just standing there. I couldn't figure out what it wanted. Then I realized the feeder was empty. But as soon as I leaned out the window to feed it, it flew away. It, it hasn't. Gull. It hasn't figured out yet where the food comes. That gull has a lot of gall. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> really too shy for the shopping market. Those gulls. I mean, you can just drive over them. You just stand there. Yeah, they're running out from a nature car and like, where's the food? Well, this one is this one is pretty new. It it was just born this year. Its ah. father comes around to my feeder all the time and is not afraid at all. But this one is. I actually watched this gull from conception and as it grew up, uh, grew up. Why am I so ungrammatical today? It's kind of sick, actually. So far. Why is it sick? <laughs> from conception. Oh, because I watched. Yes, it, its parents were. It Are you really like some kind of seagull stalker or something? No, its parents <laughs> nested um, on the roof across from mine, and that was where they um, did it. Boinked also. This 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 gull is living the life of the Truman Show right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jeremy, please don't please don't delete this part. No, no, no way. <laughs> Okay, I will pay this you money. Part, this part can stay fine. <laughs> well, we know that Sokar has a love of uh, animals everywhere. Um, well, not everywhere. They can stay out of my out of my apartment. Sometimes sparrows come in, and I really hate that. You still have rats? No, I live in a pet-free building now, so I just you know. Yeah. I, I put out a bird feeder, and birds come, and uh, it's almost like having a pet. Well, lots of pets. <laughs> okay, so it's nothing like having a pet. You know, hearing something, you know, hearing the kind of things that you guys have put together for AetherCon, it's very much a it's very much a labor of love. There's none. There's no profit to be made. It doesn't seem to. It has no agenda. And we are all volunteers. We don't even have advertising, so. No, that's how do, you, how do people find out about it then? Just word like, of mouth. I didn't know about it. Social, I didn't know social that you guys... media, social media, word of mouth, things like this podcast. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about it though. Like, I would yeah. have, um, if I knew about it, I'd have been like, "Hey, can I do a wallpaper?" Yeah, we have absolutely no operating budget whatsoever. Uh, we're not in this to be Money Mountain. We never have been. <laughs> money Mountain. So I, you know, I think there's there seems to be so just about nothing in somebody's way from taking part in this event and supporting it. So I really do hope folks will step out on the uh, on the weekend, November fifteenth through the seventeenth. Once again, so, so I plug that in there. Pretty cool, right? Um, it seems and, really uh, cool. 
and take part. You'll, you'll mm-hmm. find us at uh, www.aethercon.com. A-E-T-H-E-R-C-O-N, as in Nancy. I'm not going to bother with Mildred this time. Um, <laughs> I'd like to, uh, just to, just so we can round up this part of our conversation, I'd say thank you so much, Stephen, for joining us today. Yeah. Uh, I had a blast. Will? I actually have a question. Oh, you have a question? Oh, look at this. Look at this. Oh, now you've got a question. I have a question, which I want to address to everybody who's here, because you all seem kind of nerdy. Um my question is, if you could leave the real world and live in any role-playing game world, video game or tabletop that you wanted, what one would you pick? Hmm. Oh, that's a toughie. Wow. Yeah. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Mm. I, I'm one of those guys who just makes a character because I have an idea, not necessarily because I have a game to play him in. I just, hey, that's a cool idea. I'm going to make that character. As a result, I've got a ton of them, which means, I, I mean, there's just so many in so many games. So that's but a really tough to, decision. You still, have to be, you still have to be you, but you can live in any game world you want. <laughs> actually, there is a, a quiz that actually we have linked up to our site. Which D&D character are you? And it's, I think, something like 150... Uh, 150, um, what do you call them, multiple choice questions. Mm-hmm. And at the end, you, you press you know, you press a button and it comes out and it tells you what kind of character you are. <laughs> I'm, uh, okay. Apparently, I am a seventh level natural, neutral, uh, lawful neutral uh, sorcerer. Okay. According to this quiz. I'd say any fantasy world where I could play this character I created back in the early 90s. His name, and wait for it, folks. His name was Cardigan. Yes, like the sweater. <laughs> the, cardigan the Sword. And uh, he had this, like, nice. this, he had, like, a golf bag of various magical swords. The only thing he didn't have was a caddy to help advise him which sword he should employ in this encounter. Okay. That's actually great. Hey, boss, I think uh, I think the Ogre Killer Plus 2 might be a pretty effective in this battle. <laughs> very good, good, um, good very advice, Penfold. Yeah, yeah. As oh, a hush like falls rain. over the crowd. <laughs> yeah. So nobody actually answers the question, but you all have a lot to say about your characters. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> Yeah, if if you want, if you want, okay, uh, if you want a favorite character or something, I mean, that sort of answers your question. Um, no, no, you have to be yourself. You can't be well, cardigan this sort. And that's one of the weird be... things, because for me, role playing is about being something I would never want to be in real life. I mean, <laughs> a lot of these role playing games, I mean, they're fantastic. It's you know just fun to think in a philosophy philosophical like what if this were true but like for actual real life i'm like i want my real life choices the way they are i don't want to like live in a world where you know some dude can turn me into a chicken or uh, get eaten by cthulhu or like live in a shadow run and work for a megacorp i mean i'd probably have better health care if i worked for you know shutter croup or something but Mm-hmm. I you think probably I'd have a shorter lifespan. For, you know, <laughs> I'd rather deal with Obamacare. Yeah. You know, the thing so is, you, you know. You, so you guys are all like, oh, well, we don't feel adventurous. We'll stay on Earth. Well, I mean, <laughs> if I was going to have an adventure, then hell yeah. But just to be myself, 
I'm forced to yeah. think about the logistics. For instance, I love Dark Sun. Always loved that setting. Except I'm Irish. And if I were to spend an, <laughs> a, just an afternoon on Dark Sun, oh, you know, we don't tan. We just burst into flames. I hear that. So, <laughs> Got plenty of Norwegian blood in me. You know what I'm saying? So I just the cost of I, sunblock alone. It would I think maybe I take a different uh, approach to role-playing than you guys do. I mean, I haven't played any games for a long time except video games. But, you know, um, I always like the idea of just of exploring a totally different world. The character is not so important. <laughs> I mean, I majored in physics, and I just love exploring the real world. I mean, there's just so much to explore. I, mean, I don't that, get out I, in the real fantasy world, world much, is so. you know awesome to explore, but I explore that through role playing games. Yeah, I think it's, we we prefer uh, to we we prefer to visit as opposed yeah. to <laughs> inhabit. There you go. I, yeah. I just I just want to live in a world where vomit doesn't exist. That would be nice. So any role sure playing world, world where nobody vomits ever. <laughs> I, I what game doesn't have rules for nausea? That does that. Pardon? I don't really know a setting that does that. At least not yet. Maybe there will be one made, but so far as I know, vomit exists in every setting I've ever played. Maybe Faith doesn't have that. <laughs> it does? I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen anybody vomit in the... Oh, I don't know. Um, Roll actually, for projectile. Right. Yeah. I can't think. I can't think. I can't think of any any tabletop or video game role playing game where. Yeah. Wait, maybe. What's happened to mine? So. Oh, I guess you would I hate know. my role playing games. Well, I have. I vomit is one of my many phobias, and the one I ah, hate the most. Sorry. I really hate it when people vomit. Like this one time, somebody vomited on my head. Dude. I was not happy. Those are people skills. Yeah, you must have failed your reflex save. Yeah, I failed my saving throw. I took a critical vomit hit to the head. (laughs) That's a rough way to go. Just admit it, you wanted those extra points for being phobic. Yeah, I I wasn't happy about that. I was, I really, I beat him very badly. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we should remove this. Hey, Sokar, did we answer your question to your satisfaction? None of you actually answered the question, but um, I, I think I'm satisfied. <laughs> but we all now have the of this cautionary tale of never vomit on Sokar's head. You'll never no. vomit on anybody's head. That is a dick move. <laughs> did, did you vomit right afterwards? Did you start a vomit chain reaction? Because that's so cool. No, I haven't vomited in a really long time. The last time I vomited was... In elementary school, I think. Yeah, elementary wow. school. And you should I'm purge yourself every now. now and then. Pardon? You should purge yourself. Get all those toxins out of there. By vomiting? <laughs> or, or if you really want to overcome this fear, just like pull a chunk. You remember that scene where Chunk's being interrogated with his hand in the blender? He had finally admits that he, cause he basically caused a mass puking event. I, I don't remember. See, now you're going to have to go see the movie to know what I'm talking about. Let's not see puking. I, I don't think that would really be very helpful. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think that would probably just make it worse. <laughs> but, uh, no, but hey, you know what? Um, I'd like, I'll, we've thanked Stephen. I'd like to thank Will. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Chris Malador. Thank you. Happy to be here. That was artisticways.com. Eric Lofgren. 
Always happy to be on the podcast. And you can find me at www.ericloffman.net. Socar Myos. At gorblamey.com. And I would like to thank, last week, we ha- I'd like to thank John Hodgson and John Gibbons for having st- oh, jo- yeah. joined uh, the podcast. I've got to mention this something for John Gibbons. Sorry. Sure. Um, John is being a real good guy about this. Um, okay, he is. He's uh, hosting a, a panel, and he's also in a panel. But moreover, uh, he is. we're doing a random draw from all of the vendors in the vendors hall. And whichever one we draw, John has said he will do a half-page interior for them for free. Oh, wow. We should give his uh, – do we have his website? Very we should nice. give that. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I mean, John Hudson was kind enough to join us on the fly last time we attempted this recording. Yes. And uh, he's going to be part of this event. He'll be, uh, as uh, Stephen mentioned earlier, uh, yeah. I believe it will be a what uh, business-related forum discussion. Yeah, it's uh, how to get to... your how to get your first and second job in gaming. Yeah, um, and as I mentioned when we were talking the last time, a lot of people when they when they uh, when they say that they 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 think about oh well, how do I you know how do I get to uh, write something uh, you know, be it a book or or uh, or a setting or a module and everybody forgets about artists who also have that same dilemma. Yeah, and, oh, that'd be a good talk. I bet. You know, oh, yeah. he's. Uh, He's the art director for uh, for Chronicles, Seven. yeah, yep. Cubicle Seven. Sorry, and so that make. I mean, he's a he's a good guy to have on have on that panel for that reason. There we are. Okay, um, John Gibbons' website. Well, I do believe it is John Gibbons Art dot dot com. No, it's not. Sorry. It's, well, let's say that is a site that he he maintains. Okay, but um, that's it's a deviant art site. Mm-hmm. I know that. And <laughs> Our team of trained engineers yeah. will <laughs> will locate the artist inside of <laughs> half an hour. <laughs> okay, yay, we have it finally. Wow! Quick, somebody click the stopwatch. Uh, <laughs> Let's make a drum roll. Yes. Okay, I'm gonna put it on uh, the Skype here. Buff, buff. Okay. It is HTTP um, double dot slash slash <laughs> John Gibbons one word dot da portfolio dot com. Is oh that John dear God! I, yes. I, I could have looked it up faster at the library. <laughs> <laughs> Using those little John cards. With, is that yeah. John with or without an H? Yeah. Um, J O N without. Okay. Yeah. Com does I, I not have sound, when, we established people, that he sounds exactly like John Hodgson as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh wow! And they spelled their name. He could have yeah. been John like Hodgson's vocal dude. stunt double. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Ever notice how when people, usually fifty and older, give a web address, they always say the HTTP part, <laughs> and sometimes they say HTTP colon. <laughs> Ageism. Yes, I, I, I have, I have betrayed my age. Both my I, I am at least that. fifty years old. Man, all the good times starts with HTTPS. What? All the good times starts with HTTPS. Oh well, yeah. Secure ones. But you know, you don't actually have to type in the HTTPS, even if it is a secure site. Oh, but you do. 
Stephen's first, Stephen's first computer ran on Steam. Yes. <laughs> I had to shovel coal into was, the tower. My <sighs> first computer was a VIC-20, and it had a VIC modem, and oh, you had yeah. to put your phone on it. I remember those, I loved how different colors were. Like you type in commands <laughs> and change all the colors of the screen. Yeah, oh, yeah, I liked it when it was easier with computers. You know, when they, they also were... had really nice error messages back then. Like you type in something, it's like you could actually have a conversation with the error messages. I liked it when you could just type in the command and the computer would execute it. And you know, you couldn't get lost in a bunch of little icons that you need your reading specs to see, and you're not sure what they do. Yeah. Do you remember Those back the in the days. day when computer program required a hole punch? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> That's too far back. Man. Too far back. <laughs> no, I don't remember Babbage. Steven knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> what you want to do is you want to get like a... Existed, but never when I was it. your age... You no, <laughs> one of those cassettes where all you had to do was scream into a microphone. That was your code. Back when I was a child, computers were made out of flint. <laughs> I have to say that even when cassettes were a thing, I hated cassettes because you know you put they them in your, you, can you, you put still... them in the player and they do that thing and they get all snarled up. Yeah, can awful. you still buy cars with a tape deck as an option? No, I don't I think, think so. so. <laughs> I know you can still put them in. I don't, know. I don't think they actually make I them. I haven't bought a new car ever. Yeah, yeah. point taken. Hey, on that note, <laughs> this could be an, an easy segue into seeing you <laughs> to the end of the show. <laughs> oh, my God. We were still recording all that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I was making fun of old people. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yes. And that's the worst you've ever done on this, <laughs> on this show. Well, you know, it's, it's kind of up there. I mean, it is when did you make fun of old people? I didn't hear you say making fun of old people. Well, I was, you know, I was pointing out that they always say the HTTP part. Like my parents are in their 70s, and they always say the HTTP. Well, that's because they don't want to break the internet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I still make my mom type it in, because we're always at August messed up. This I... one time, my mother was dictating an email to me because the, the letters on my keyboard were all scratched off. And just to be annoying, I was typing in all the ums and ahs that she said, and when she'd say, oh, no, change that, I'd type in, oh, no, change that. Oh, I've done that. <laughs> I've done that. Yeah. And she was all, hey, what are don't, you doing? Don't say it. You're dictating. Yeah. And I was saying, I was just typing what you said. And then she was all, oh, hey, guys. Stop that. <laughs> Check out com. <laughs> and to learn more about the show, head on over to ninjamountain.org or ninjamountain.blogspot.com and, of course, our page on Facebook. And um, let us cue the musication before, you know, Sokar makes fun of some other disenfranchised demographic. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.